0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yes, a winning day on Saturday. And oh boy, does it feel good to say that. So let's recap the winning card for Saturday. In the NCAA tournament, I go 5-3. and I cash on San Diego State, Houston. Penn State, Northwestern, and Alabama. My three losers were on Duke, Kansas, and Missouri. Then in the NIT, I played the little school, Hofstra, hosting the big school in Cincinnati. And unfortunately, the Bearcats were a rude guest and they crushed me in the second half. So I go five and four on the day. And because it was a smaller slate of games and a lot of you like college basketball out there, every single wager was completely filled on better edge. It doesn't happen every day, but it was a good thing for me. You put the math together, I make $20 on the day, and I move on to the next. Before we get to the card for today, though, quick update on those first half unders five, two, and one on Saturday. It could have easily been seven and one, but today's another big day, eight games on the docket. And after today, we'll be down to just 15 games to go in the NCAA tournament. The first half unders are now profitable. They're 23, 20, and one year to date. The sides, meanwhile, not so good. I'm an ugly 16, 27, and one, but all I can do is chip away at it, try to win day by day by day down the stretch here. So here we go. The dogs went five and three on Saturday against the number. I have six favorites on my card today, so we'll see how it goes. We lead off with Xavier, minus the five over Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh is having a week. They beat Mississippi State in the first four. Then they crushed Iowa State 59 to 41. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I'm almost going to call it a lock. I think Xavier will shoot better than the 14 of 60 that Iowa State shot on Friday. Even with a good week for the Panthers, Pittsburgh still ranks behind the likes of Rutgers, Oregon, Oklahoma State, Liberty, and Villanova, to name a few in the computer metrics. They have the 108th-ranked defensive team in efficiency, and they're going to face the 7th-ranked team in offensive efficiency. Both teams should be able to score. This is going to be an up-and-down track meet, more than likely. Xavier got more than they wanted to against Kennesaw State. They had to rally from 13 down to win by five. March is about surviving and advancing, at least for the teams. For me, I need them to cover. But the Musketeers, they did survive and advance. Today, I think Sean Miller... We'll have everyone ready to face his alma mater. So I'm going to take the Musketeers minus the five over Pittsburgh. Next up in the card, this promises to be a good one. It's Kentucky minus the two and a half over Kansas State. So I'm probably laying about two more points than I should be based on the numbers. Let's hope that doesn't come back to bite me in this one. I put both of these teams on a future bet to advance to the Final Four. Both teams have proven their upside this season. Kentucky is four and six against top 25 teams. Kansas State is six and five against top 25 teams. Kentucky is a little better in offensive efficiency. Kansas State a little better in defensive efficiency. Both teams took care of business and covered in the opening round. We like that. Kentucky did it though, just shooting 36%. Kansas State shot 58%. Kentucky is the biggest of the Blue Bloods still in the field. They have the most all-time tournament wins. But that win on Friday ended a 1,449-day drought without a win for the Wildcats. Oscar had 25 rebounds. He's a tough, tough matchup. I think Coach Cal gets back to the Sweet 16 today. I'm gonna lay the two and a half with the Wildcats of Kentucky over the Wildcats of Kansas State next up on the card it's a battle in the Midwest it's Marquette minus the two and a half over Michigan State so I just can't overthink this one I know it's Tom Izzo on the other sideline Michigan State had the impressive 10-point win in the opener against USC the Spartans did beat Kentucky and Indiana this season the two teams still in the tournament by the way. But the Spartans also lost 12 games this season. They are just eight and eight since January the 10th. Marquette on the season, meanwhile, they're 29 and six. They won the Big East tournament. They beat seven teams still in this field. The Golden Eagles are seven and three against top 25 teams this season. The line appears to have a little Tom Izzo discount to me. So I'm gonna grab Marquette, the Golden Eagles, minus the two and a half over Michigan State. Next up on the card, it's UConn, minus the four over St. Mary's. So in my opinion, it's a tragedy that these two teams are faced forced to face each other in the round of 32. Both teams deserved a better seed. UConn ranks number four in the Ken Palm rankings. St. Mary's ranks number 12. So I'm not sure how the Huskies managed to lose seven games of the Big East Conference, They're a team that beat Alabama by 15 early in the year, so they have tremendous upside regardless of a so-so three and five record against top 25 teams this season. Meanwhile, St. Mary's lost two of three against the Zags this year, and they also beat a very good San Diego State team by seven on a neutral floor. But I'm trying to learn from my Drake mistake during the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. I singled UConn in the West to reach the final four. I had them losing the title game to Arizona, who I can't find on my bracket anymore. They're out. But I'm not going to make the mistake in this game. I'm going UConn minus the four over St. Mary's. Next up, it's Creighton plus the one over Baylor. So, oh boy, I think the Big East is the real deal. I have four Big East teams on my card today. Both teams have killed me most of the season. Creighton, I don't think I've got a game of theirs right. Baylor, well, I hit a couple, but then I think I've lost four or five. So I'll be happy to see one of these two teams eliminated today so I can stop losing on them. Coach Mack has done a tremendous job in Omaha, but he's only reached the Sweet 16 once in his coaching career. I think he makes his second trip today. I'm taking the Blue Jays and the big fella plus the one over Baylor. Next up on the card, it's Florida Atlantic minus the 15 over Fairleigh Dickinson. So I didn't know if I would ever see it in my lifetime, and now I've seen it for the second time in my life, a 16 seed beating a one seed. UMBC kept it within seven against Kansas State back in 2018 in their follow-up game to beating Virginia. But I decided in this one, I couldn't go with the heart because the heartstrings would say to play FDU. I like that team, I like that coach, but I'm going with the computer numbers. And the computer model says, lay the points. I'm going to do that with the Owls of Florida Atlantic minus the 15 over Fairleigh Dickinson. Next up on the card, it's a matchup I did not want to see. It's Indiana minus the one and a half over Miami. So if I'm correct and Michigan State loses to Marquette, Indiana would be the last team standing out of eight teams from the Big Ten to make the tournament. And if I'm correct, and Pittsburgh loses to Xavier, Miami would be the last team standing out of five teams from the ACC to make the tournament. Both teams do have Final Four talent. Jim Laranaga got Miami to the Elite Eight last year. Mike Woodson got Indiana into the round of 32 for the first time since 2016 this year. They do have the best player on the floor. They went five and four against top 25 teams. Meanwhile, the Canes went just one and three. So give me the Hoosiers in a game I do not like, minus the one and a half over Miami. Then the final game of the card for you. I gotta add another dog to the card, I guess. It's TCU plus the five and a, or four and a half over Gonzaga. I may wish I had five and a half. Survive in advance. I had ridden off TCU. They were down 11 to Arizona State. Then Mike Miles and the Horned Frogs got it out a two-point win, shooting just 35% for the game. TCU went 11 and 9 against top 50 teams, 4 and 5 against top 25 teams, beating the likes of Kansas, Texas, Baylor, and Kansas State. When they were not injured, the Horned Frogs were really, really good. But my wife reminds me, she has Gonzaga winning the tournament. Yeah, that's who she has cutting down the Nets. They did beat Alabama by double digits. They beat Kentucky by 16. They beat St. Mary's twice during the season, including by 26 in the title game. They edged Xavier by four and beat Michigan State by one. They have a good resume with elite talent. It's Miles against Timmy. This one should go down to the wire, though, to wrap up the round to 32. So I'm going to grab the points with the Horned Frogs plus the four and a half over Gonzaga. So let's recap my card for Sunday. I'm on Xavier, plus the, or excuse me, minus the five over Pittsburgh. You can tell I need some sleep. It's been a long, long week of college basketball, but I'm on the Musketeers, minus the five over Pittsburgh. I'm on Kentucky, minus the two and a half over Kansas State. I'm on Marquette, minus the two and a half over Michigan State. I'm on Yukon, minus the four over St. Mary's. I'm on Creighton, plus the one over Baylor. I'm on Florida Atlantic, minus the 15 over the Cinderella story. Fairly Dickinson. I'm on Indiana, minus the one and a half over Miami. And I'm on TCU, plus the four and a half over Gonzaga. So that's your card for a Sunday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts.